Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com Analyze Your Trade, uh, the new live charting format. And this is the uh, 200th event of the Analyze Your Trade series. And uh, we got a great lineup today. And we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, Valerie Fox. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to her. Hello, everyone. Thank you for everyone who's joining live and logging in. This is um, a pretty cool event. It's my my first time being on this particular show, uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. It's Analyze Your Trade. Um, if you are interested in connecting with me, I've just briefly got my website on the screen. You can message me directly from my website. But other than that, um, I'm just here to analyze some trades, show you guys, share some knowledge with you about how I look at the markets and how I analyze different um, trading opportunities. I'll start by saying I'm I'm a Forex trader. I'm a price action trader. But with that being said, I can analyze a lot more than Forex because technical analysis spans really all charts. So my hope is that you guys will throw me some things you'd like me to analyze. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the chat box. Just make sure you change your chat to everyone. Um, that way everyone else can see your questions and I'll be sure to read the questions as well. But this is just a very open forum where you guys can just share with me things you're trading, things you're the way you're trading, and I will share my thoughts with you. As always with these events, um, you know, this is just educational information. Um, you know, don't consider any of this investment or nor financial advice. You should always enter trades with your own research, um, risk tolerance, and um, decision-making, of course. So I'm going to start with a couple of things um, just to kind of get the chat warmed up here. So my first question to the audience here is, what do you guys trade? Um, I'm going to start with some markets that are most traded. Are you a Forex trader? Are you a stock trader? Are you futures, options? Um, you know, tell me what you trade in the chat box and I'll start pulling up some of those things. So what kind of trader? I'm curious what we've got on the line. Pull up that chat box in the Zoom and um, share with us what markets you're trading right now. Come on, don't be shy. I see there's several of you on the line here. Okay, Forex, futures, options, and stocks. Okay, so a little bit of everything for some of you. Forex, stocks, and options. Okay, uh, futures, Forex, and stocks. Okay, so let's, um, I'm going to switch over. I'm just going to use trading view for purposes of um, analyzing things today. Um <clears throat> This isn't what I personally use to trade, but I know a lot of you use TradingView. Um, it's a plat uh, user interface I'm familiar with that will allow me to pull up things in many markets. So I'm just using this kind of for ease today. Um, I'll pull up, well, I have Tesla pulled up here. A couple of things before we start, you know, when we think about analyzing trades or even just analyzing a certain ticker like Tesla, what's on the screen right now, you know, there are a lot of different vantage points that one can look at a chart and get different signals to buy or to sell. And so one thing that will make a big difference is your vantage point, right? What type of trader are you? What is your trading approach, right? Are you a short-term trader? Are you a long-term trader? 
Um, are you looking for big moves in the market? Are you looking for small moves in the market? So I'm kind of curious. First of all, thank you to everyone who participated in the first question. It's good to see the chat log going here. Um, my second question, and I'll cover kind of a wide range of how I view this, but would you consider yourself to be a scalper, a day trader, a position trader, a swing trader? Kind of curious what type of trading those of you that are live, taking advantage of this live call are doing. So, you know, as a scalper or a micro scalper is someone who's in and out of trades fairly quickly. You might use like the one minute, five minute or 15 minute charts. Um, intraday traders, day traders are going to be using that, you know, 15 minute, one hour chart to find entries. Um, swing traders who are holding trades for multiple days might use more like the four hour charts for their kind of entry and exit analysis. And then like position traders are looking for like larger fundamental moves in the market, might be holding their trades a little bit longer. So I see we've got some day traders and swing traders, day traders, all, and we also have a scalper and micro scalper. So uh, what, I, what is kind of interesting for me to see, we have some people who are honed in on one trading approach, and we have other people who are doing multiple and I think that's probably a testament to the variety of traders on the call, which is really, really awesome because I think everyone will have different layers of um, nuggets that they take. But uh, I'm a big advocate as a trader myself and as a trading coach who's been trading for 12 years now. Uh, there is a lot of value in focus, right? Especially when you're new to trading, especially when you're learning to trade or you're working on building that consistent profitability, um, there is a monumental, vital necessity to focus in order to get those consistent results first before you try to take on a lot of things, right? So if you're someone who is still working on you know, um, getting past that kind of break-even point in their trading, or if you're someone who maybe hasn't made it to the break-even point, maybe you're a little bit in the hole and you're trying to dig yourself out, um, consider uh, really focusing on one trading approach and one market, and, and really even one specific strategy within that market and within that trading approach. Because you know, I was guilty of this years ago as well, thinking that I could take on the world and try all these different strategies and different ways of trading and different, you know, I'm going to try to micro scalp and I'm going to try to swing trade. And I'm just, I'm going to try a, a trend trading style. I'm going to try a counter trend trading style. And I'm just going to see what works. And then that's what I'll focus on. Um, is anyone on the call guilty of doing that? Give me a yes or a no, where you're just kind of like, throwing the spaghetti at the ceiling to see what sticks. Anyone guilty of that? Yes, I once was. Yes, I almost feel like it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like you have to go through that. Uh, lots of yeses coming through. I appreciate your guys' honesty. Sometimes you have to be really vulnerable and humble in your learning process as a trader to realize when you're doing certain things. <clears throat> So I think we've all been there at different times if we're not still there. Um, and so I, I guess my, my 
comment if that's you and you're in that boat and you're just, you know, you know, you can do this and you're confident you're going to figure it out. Um, focus will help. So just keep that in mind. But when I think about trading and I think about um, trading approaches, this is where I think it's really valuable to, and, I, and this is totally unscripted, by the way, I'm just trying to get into a chart analysis, but you know, if you can't tell, there's a lot of things that really need to be thought through before you actually analyze a chart. <laughs> it's not as simple as just like, hey, I'm just going to pull up a chart and decide if I should buy or sell. And it, it is that simple once you answer a few questions, right? What kind of trader are you? Because that will determine which chart you look at, right? Not only in the markets, right? There's there's literally thousands and thousands of different stocks, over you know, 7,000 stocks you could look at. How are you going to narrow your focus if you're a stock trader? You know, in Forex, there's hundreds of foreign currency uh, cross pairs. How are you going to narrow your focus? Um, not only to those individual instruments, but also to the individual charts. Because when you look at these charts, you have, you know, a couple dozen different charts you can look at for Tesla, for example. You know, are you going to be looking at the one second chart, the one minute chart, the one hour chart, the one day chart, uh, a 12 month or a one year chart? So in order to even know where you should begin your chart analysis, you have to know what you're trading and you have to know what kind of trader you are. And, you know, there's a, a big difference between the analysis and the level of effort on a day-to-day -day basis in a scalper and a swing trader, right? So a scalper is very fast moving. You need to be at your charts more frequently. Um, it's a little more intense, um, you know, whereas maybe a swing trader, only has to check their charts, you know, once a day, maybe twice a day. They might do a little more intensive analysis once or twice a week, but then day to day, it's a little less intensive. So you really have to think about your availability to trade. Um, what's going to best suit your personality as a trader? You know, are you craving action? Are you wanting tons of trades? Or is like a couple of high quality trades a week going to feel good to you? And those are some internal explorations that you really have to figure out on your own because it doesn't matter what other people do. It matters what is going to work for you. So that's part of that like identification process of really trying to figure out what kind of trader you want to be and what's going to work the best for you that, you know, maybe if you haven't done that level of exploration or that level of thinking in terms of, okay, well, I'm, I'm a scalper today and that's what I'm doing. But then you're like, oh, I only have 15 minutes a day. Well, that's probably not going to work out because the, the velocity in which you have to look for qualified setups happens so quickly, you really need maybe an hour or two to be at your computer a day so that you can continue to monitor the charts a little bit more closely. Whereas maybe someone else might say, oh, you know, I'm working full time still. I only have, you know, maybe 15 to 30 minutes a day. And I don't really have much time to be at my charts outside of that time because I have other commitments. I have a job, I have family, I have, you know, I'm on the road or whatever that is. So you really have to think about that. And, and for some people who really love not having to be at their charts very much, uh, for other people, that might not be enough action, so to speak. So it's really about kind of fine tuning where your sweet spot is 
But, you know, if we look at someone who might be a day trader, day traders, you know, you're in and out of a trade in a single day. You know, this is just, again, based on my own experience trading, you know, day traders might analyze the 15 minute chart or the one hour chart or lower if you're more of like a intraday scalper. But, you know, what this means is, you know, when you're looking at the 15 minute chart, if you if I were to come analyze Tesla as a day trader, I'm going to find my entries and exits on the 15 minute chart, but I'm actually going to go up a couple time frames to see what's happening at a bigger picture. So from the 15 minute chart, I would go uh, not just to the hour chart, but I'd actually go to the four hour chart and I'd say, what's happening on the four hour chart? And on the four hour chart for Tesla, it's pretty darn clear we're in a downtrend. Can you guys see that? Like there's there's really for me as a price action trader, as someone who um, really studies the movements um, over multiple time frames and how they correlate with one another. Can you guys see how on the four hour chart, uh, especially most recently here, there's just a clear downtrend. We're going lower. We're getting lower highs. We're getting lower lows. Is that easy for you guys to see? Give me a yes or no in the comments and I'm going to take a drink of water. <laughs> Awesome. Lots of yeses flying. Love it. I like these to be interactive because um, I don't got things popping up here. There we go. Okay. So on the four hour chart, we're in a clear downtrend. Um, so now when I go back to my 15 minute chart, um, knowing that we're in a downtrend is actually quite valuable because it might say, um, oh yeah. And Andrew points out there's a lot of selling volume. Um, this is volume, right? I don't actually use TradingView. I use OANDA. So I, I think these bars on the bottom, when they're red, it's selling volume. So you can see the, the downward pressure here as the markets open today. Um, you know, when the year started, trying to get my bearings here, here's the beginning of the year. We went down. We've done a little pullback, which, you know, on the 15-minute chart could look like an uptrend, but now we've got that downward pressure again. Um which is in alignment with the four-hour chart. So then you might say, okay, I'm going to look for a selling opportunity. Or you might say, okay, I need more evidence that this is a good time to sell. So for me as a price action trader, I like to go back up to my higher time frame um, from the 15-minute chart. Uh, the next level that I would analyze is the one hour, but I like to go up two time frames. So I'd go up to my four-hour chart and I'd say, okay, are we at a meaningful level of support or resistance? And it's a little bit difficult to see on these charts. Um, so you can see here was a prior level of support. Price went down, came up, tested it, became resistance, tested it again as resistance. And then back on Tuesday, it really shot down. So now we need to look for lower levels. Um, we've got this level here where price was moving down. And you can see prices kind of right at that level getting ready to go down. So I would say, yes, we're at a good level of former support that is now um, price is kind of retesting and moving to that downside. So let's go back to the four hour or the 15 minute chart rather. And if price came up here and is now headed back to the downside in support of that higher time frame trend, I might use, um, you know, a Fibonacci, for example, for a retracement. Um, I like Fibonacci's for entries because it really takes the guesswork out. Let me see. Again, I bear with me. Uh, I use OANDA, which has a similar user interface, but it is a little different. 
fib retracement. Ugh. It's going to just take me a minute to uh, rebuild this where I want it. Eh, I don't want that. I want to draw my, here we go. This is where I'm used to. Boom. So from this high down to this low, price has gone down. Um, you can see earlier today, price went down, but it didn't go below this prior low. So, you know, I would want to see price go below the prior low, kind of breaking this uptrend, which it has now done today. I'm just talking out loud here. If this is not helpful, say move on in the chat. If this is helpful, say helpful. <laughs> I'm just kind of showing you how I would look at this stock. Uh, so basically we've gone below this 15 minute low. Awesome, helpful, helpful. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, 285936. <laughs> I can't see some of your names. Okay, so price has, was going up, has now shifted back down. It's making lower lows again. It's making lower highs. So even on the 15-minute chart, now we are aligned with that downward pressure. Where are uh, so we've got downward pressure on the 15-minute chart, which is in alignment with the four-hour chart. So we have two time frames that are aligned. We're also at a key level of support and resistance that we're reacting from or going through and moving down. And now I would say, okay, if we pull back into maybe the 61, I like the 62 FIB retracements where price makes a move down, does a pullback. Um, I've also previously traded the 78 retracements. You have to wait a little bit longer. They don't always make it that far, but I really like the 61.8. So if price were to, from here today, come up, um, retest the 61.8, a natural place for a stop loss um, would be just beyond this. Because basically, if you think about what price did, price came up and it reacted down. So the sellers came in, it tried to come up and test this again, and it couldn't break it. And then it has since pushed price down. So the sellers and buyers are respecting this where it's not really letting price move through it on a 15 minute. So this price point where the wick is plus a buffer might be a good place to put a stop loss where, hey, I want to sell when price pulls back. But if it pulls back too far beyond this previous recent high, it might be a good time to get out of the trade. You can also use these retracement values. Um, the 61 retracement's a little far. I would maybe add in like the 38.2 or whatever. But if you're a Fibonacci trader, this will be very easy for you. But otherwise, I would just, you know, on a 15-minute chart, maybe add like seven to 10 uh, bips or whatever you guys call it in the stock. We call them pips in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the Forex market, but let's see, 10, let's see what it's called here. What do you guys call them in the stock market? Bips, BPS, basis points. So I would maybe go 10 pips or bips above that for my stop loss to give it a little breathing room. And then go down, you know, if you're enter here and you're going 10 bips above, that's a, you know, a 40 bip uh, stop loss padding. So then you might be looking for at least a 40 pip um, profit at a one-to-one -one or two-to-one would be closer to 80 bips. The interesting thing is the one-to-one -one is here. So you should definitely be locking in some profit or reducing risk 
if you enter here and come down to here, because this is a retest zone. And then the 81 is down here. You always look left. Price um, tends to repeat itself. It doesn't always hold prior support and resistance levels, but it tends to um, respect them when they're retested. So this is a very natural place to take some profit or to reduce risk by tightening your stop loss. And this is another very natural place to take some profit, reduce risk, or move your stop loss into the profit. Okay, what other um, tickers would you like me to take a look at? While you guys are typing, the other thing I'll share, so I just shared on Tesla a um, you know TSLA stock ticker. Amazon. Okay. Andrew, you're next with Amazon. Uh, Mike, I got you too. I'm going to take, write these down because I know the, uh, and the S and P index, I believe that's what SPY is. Um, so the interesting thing about this is we just shared a 15 minute trade setup using price action only. Uh, we used a Fibonacci retracement just for kind of fine-tuning the entry on the pullback. But other than that, it was pure price action, okay? So price action analysis can seem kind of scary, but I think when you combine the right factors, it becomes very easy. Um, and Andrew, I also got your BMRN. Okay, but I want to show you on Tesla, let's go up a couple time frames. So let's say maybe you're more of a swing trader. So you might be finding entries on the four hour chart. So you would start your kind of big picture analysis two time frames higher. So one time frame higher would be the day, then you would want to go to the week. So Tesla on the week is looking very similar. We're in a downtrend on the on the weekly chart, um, making lower lows, lower highs. Price is definitely moving down on the weekly chart. On the uh, four-hour chart, we're in a downward trend as well, making lower lows, lower highs, even as the market opened this year. I would go back up to the weekly chart and see if we're at any key levels of support and resistance when you zoom out. It's a little bit difficult to see on this chart. So we have like a little level here. We have a little um, <clears throat> level right here that's kind of being retested at the moment. So you could even like add a line there, mm -mm -mm. kind of right here. Ah. I want a horizontal ray, horizontal line. That's what I want at the close price. Okay, so now if I take this line where price closed back on July of 2020, price is kind of retesting that, but it's below it. And I go down, back down to the four hour chart. You can see price tested it here, reacted, went through it. It's kind of playing around this zone, but it's currently operating below it. So you might say, okay, well, we have a, an inside candle here. I might um, buy if it goes back up into this zone. So you could, again, you know, just kind of use this zone. If it goes back up here, I want to sell. You could, um, again, use a Fibonacci retracement from where it was to where it is, do a pullback. Um, again, this would be a natural stop loss to go give it a buffer. On the four-hour chart, you're going to want to give more like a... Um, 
you know, a 12 to 15 BIP buffer or more, you know, it's kind of up to you and your tolerance level there. But um, this is a natural place to provide a buffer and put your stop somewhere up here. Then you can determine your R values and what you're actually looking for. But in this one, the swing trade and the day trade on the 15 minute chart were both in the same direction. But kind of what I alluded to at the beginning of the call, this is why it's so important to know what kind of trader you are because there are plenty of times where on the 15 minute chart, you might, uh, the trend might be in a downtrend where on the higher time frames it might be in an uptrend. And so if you're trying to take in all this information and look at so many charts without a clear focus on what type of trade you're trying to identify, you could really create some mixed signals and confusion and lack of clarity in your trading. Okay, so let's go to Amazon. Um, and Andrew, you were requesting Amazon initially, which, uh, do you want me to look at this from a, a day trade or more of a longer term trade or more of a shorter term trade? Swing. Okay. For swing trades, I trade off the four hour chart. Uh, a swing trade to me means I'm entering and exiting on the four hour chart, but I'm looking at the weekly and even sometimes the monthly as well. Um, and then trades last, you know, anywhere between a day to a week. Um, for me, traditionally as a swing trader, I'm an active swing trader right now in the Forex market. So, um, on the, let's go up two timeframes to the weekly chart to get a bird's eye view of what's happening on Amazon's chart. So on the weekly chart, I'm seeing a clear downtrend here, um, most recently, we're making lots of lower lows, lower highs. Prices clearly, you know, if you are someone who does trend lines, um, you know, you go from the highs here and the lows here, you know, you're getting lower lows, lower highs. Sometimes for people drawing these little channels is more helpful um, just to see it, um, but clear downtrend on the weekly chart. So, you're going to, if you're someone who likes to trade with the trend, which is always uh, not a bad idea, then, you know, clear downtrend. You zoom out even more on the weekly chart and you see kind of a larger move down as well. Uh, for anyone following Amazon, this should not be a surprise. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go down to the four-hour chart now and see what we see. I'm just kind of curious. I'm going to zoom out on the weekly chart here and see if we're approaching any prior, you know, by looking left support and resistance areas. So yeah, there was one right here. Just do a horizontal line right there. You can see price kind of went below it and is now coming back up for a retest. That's often what happens when prior support and resistance zones get tested. They'll either, you know, just bounce off of it and keep going or in this case, they'll blow through it and then come back up for a retest before continuing down. So if I was only looking at the weekly chart um, using the current trend and also prior support and resistance levels, I would say price is going to be continuing downward um, in the coming weeks for Amazon. Uh, now, what we never know is how far the pullbacks are, right? 
because price never moves in a straight line. It always moves in waves. So is it going to come back up and retest this level, um, which is also in line with these levels? Or is this level enough? And is it going to push down from there? That This is why I always like to go down to timeframes to actually hone in on my, my entries. So let's go back down to the four-hour chart. And what do I see on the four-hour chart? First of all, overall downward pressure, which aligns. But we have some interesting things happening here more recently. We were getting lower lows and lower highs at the end of December. We got our lowest low here. You can see the lows are all going lower. The highs are all going lower. But then price popped up here at the beginning of the year, giving us a higher high. So for me, um, that's it's not ready for a sell yet. Uh, what I would be looking to have happen here before I would enter a sell, from this high, where we got the higher high, the previous low is down here. So what I would want to see happen is I would want price to give me kind of like a head and shoulders, so to speak. Um, I would want price to break this price first. So I want price to move below that. Even better if it moves below this, um, which wouldn't be required, but that would be like a stronger sell signal if it actually breaches this and gives us a new ultimate lower low. But this intermediary low right here, if it were to break that, then I would definitely consider um, entering, you know, at this weekly, monthly support and resistance with a little bit of padding down for a sell. Again, using this as my stop loss reference point, adding a buffer of about, um, you know, again, I'm, uh, you'll have to pardon me, I'm not a stock trader, but, you know, at least a 10 basis point buffer, uh, or I'm sorry, 15 to 20 here since we're not trading on the four hour chart. And then, or you could use a Fibonacci, you know, as price moves down below this or below this, you know, you would be able to draw a Fibonacci from this high down to however far that it goes. And then you could wait for a pullback to the, you know, 61, 62% retracement or even the 78% retracement. Is that helpful, Andrew, on the Amazon charts? Again, this is just how I would look at it. Um, there's a lot of different ways to trade charts. And I think that's probably the most overwhelming things for traders is because, you know, it's like shiny object syndrome. You're like, oh, I'm going to trade like this. And then you hear someone else talk about another way of trading. And you're like, oh, that seems cool. I'm going to try that. And then like you just, again, lose focus. I would say that's probably the number one reason traders uh, don't get the results that they want is because they lack the ability to focus on what they want. Um, okay, Mike, let's do SPY. And Mike, what type of, what time frame? Would, do you want me to look at a day trade, a scalp, or um, a swing trade on the SPY? You're welcome, Andrew. Day trade. Okay. So on the, is this what you wanted, SPY? Did I make it? I don't know if you have a preference, which one? I don't know. I guess we'll just do the US one. Okay. So on the SPY, um, 
We're going to be doing our entries and exits on the four hour chart, but let's go higher and get a bird's eye view on the weekly chart. What's happening here? So um, if it looks a little messy up close, zoom out to get a little bit more perspective. So here we are going in a clear downtrend, making lower lows, lower highs. Then um, back in June of last year, we kind of went up and we broke that trend giving us a higher high, but then we immediately came back down and gave us a lower low. Um, and we have since, well, we broke this high. So then that would put us back in a, a minor uptrend. Um, so in the weekly chart, we're kind of in this range. It, it's definitely, you know, depending upon how far you look out, you know, if you zoom way out here, we're in a downtrend on the weekly chart. You know, you can kind of clearly see that overall we're making lower highs, lower lows. Um, if you kind of zoom in to this area here, we've got a low, um, but we're kind of, you know, making some higher highs here in the short term. And right now we're still making higher lows and still making higher highs in the short term. So this is where you know it might be helpful to go up one more time frame just to kind of get that larger perspective. Um, on the monthly chart, we were in a deep uptrend and we've since rotated down. So I would say if we combined the monthly and the weekly, I would hone in on the downtrend if I wanted to trade with the trend, um, at least the way that I look at the charts here. So let's go back down to the weekly chart. So let's look at some key levels of support and resistance here, and then we'll go back down to the four-hour chart. So uh, I'd be kind of partial to some selling opportunities, knowing that the, the bigger trends are with downward pressure. Um, <clears throat> I see a level of support here that is being retested the last couple of weeks at the start of the year here. Um, this level is also, see, we've got this level here, this level here. We're kind of in this little range, but ultimately I would consider us maybe at this little support level. So what I would want to see on the, um, for our chart is I'd want to see us drop below that and then come back up for a retest. So really, if we dropped below that, that would be giving us some lower lows on the four-hour chart. And if we especially dropped below this previous low, I would really like it, okay? So what I think might happen if I were to like predict this, if we do end up, and this is the thing about price action trading as well, um, you don't have to guess. You have to have patience, though. If you have patience with price action trading, the charts will tell you what they're going to do. You just have to wait and you have to know what to look for and what to hone in on. So I picked out this uh, key level of support and resistance from the higher time frame chart. I'm honing in on it on the four hour chart. Price is currently trading above it. But in order to support a sell position, I want this validation that we're going to make a lower low and we're going to get that downward pressure again. So if I were to guess, you know, for what I think might happen, and, and it's really not about guessing, but this is just saying, this is what I would want to see if I'm going to 
actually place a sell order because I would not sell right here. I need price to come down and it might come down to here. It might come down to here. It might come way down here. You never know. Um, but then I would kind of use that recent price action and wait for a pullback either into this higher time frame level of support and resistance or just use a Fibonacci, right? So again, things move in waves. So it likely won't just go straight down where I want it to go. It's probably going to do something more like this, where it might go down, uh, kind of testing that level again, and then it might go up, um, you know, bouncing off this again before it decides for sure that it wants to go through it. And then it might come back up for a retest of this level again. So when we see that play out on the four hour chart, which with each of these candles being four hours could take a couple of days or it could happen today or it could take a couple of weeks, right? So we don't know. And this is where the patience come in, comes in, especially when you're a higher time frame trader is you just have to wait. You have to know what you're looking for on the charts. There's such a visual component to trading and patience is probably one of the hardest traits for traders to really embrace, but patience is your friend when you know what you're looking for, right? Because there's no guessing. You say, you know what? I want to trade the trend. I want to trade around key levels of support and resistance, which this, this is what I see in myself. I want to trade in alignment with the trend. I want to trade at a key level of prior support or resistance. And I want to wait for price to give me a signal on my entry timeframe that um, it's, you know, at least appearing like it's going to continue that direction. So Mike asks, why did you put the four-hour chart rather than the, the daily or the one-hour? Okay, so Mike, I had asked what kind of trader you were, and you said you were, a, oh, you did type daily. You said I'm a daily trader. I thought you meant you were a day trader, and uh, I probably just misunderstood. <laughs> so yeah, as a... Uh, so for swing trading, and this might just be my own finicky definition, um, for swing trading, that means you're going to, for me, that means you're going to be in a trade from a day to a week. Um, and you have to go a little bit below that to get a little bit more movement in the charts, which is why I, as a swing trader, I use the four-hour chart. Um, for me, trading on the daily chart um, for your entries and exit definitions um, is more of like position trading. So it's probably just a nuance in, in my definition versus your definition, but I can do the same analysis on the daily chart and show you how that would look. So let's pop up to the daily. So again, for me on the four hour, just to kind of wrap this up, I want to see price move below this weekly level and come back into it for a sell before I decide I want to take it down. I want to get this confirmation that we're going to uh, go lower than some of these uh, more recent lows to kind of confirm that downward bias between buyers and sellers. Okay, so let's pop up. I'm going to erase all of this and we'll start fresh on the daily chart just to kind of show you uh, how I would do what I would consider to be more of a position trade. If you're trading, you're doing your entries and exits on the daily chart. Uh, which means you're using daily price action to define those. It takes a day for each of these uh, candles to kind of come to fruition. So it's just a longer play out 
Um, on the daily chart here, uh, you can see we're going down, up, down. Uh, we've gone up on the daily chart. We haven't breached this prior high. So overall on the daily chart, I'd say we're still in a downtrend on the daily chart. Now for higher, the, the kind of bird's eye view for trading off of the daily chart, I would go up two time frames, which would be the monthly chart. So let's see if the monthly chart's in a downtrend. So we looked at this a little bit earlier. It wasn't an uptrend. Now it's making lower lows, lower highs. So yes, the monthly chart is in a downtrend, which aligns with the daily chart. And I would say also, uh, I want to look at support and resistance up here on the monthly chart. So I'm just going to take my horizontal lines. Um, I spotted this level very easily where price went up and then reacted very strongly. It also kind of aligns here where price went up and went down. So that's a level I'd want to pay attention to. And then yesterday, uh, or sorry, a couple months ago, it also kind of toggled this level. So price went down, bounced off this, went up, kind of bounced off this level, came down below it, making lower lows, which I like. Then it came up and kind of came close to retesting this. I bet if we went back further, we'd see some additional support and resistance kind of in that price area. Let's see. Sometimes you have to go back really far. Eh. This is a monthly chart, so we don't have a lot of uh, prior history in this price range. But this is a good retest of this, and we got a lower high, so I like that in support of the downtrend. So now let's look at some of these key areas uh, that I have marked on this chart, on the daily chart. So on the daily chart, we're in that downtrend like I wanted to see, but we're operating above this prior monthly support and resistance level. So what I would want to see here on the daily chart before I'd enter a sell is a lower low. So right now we have this low, we have this low, we have this low. Now we're kind of getting some higher lows. So I want to see another lower low before I would consider a sell. Um, we haven't breached this high, which is good for, you know, kind of the trend on the daily chart. We haven't gone above that to get a higher high on the daily chart, but we've got a little consolidation here. So what I want to see and what I want to see confirmed on the charts is a little breakout to the downside again before I would put in a sell order. So that might mean uh, just going below this monthly support and resistance line that I had drawn, or even going below this prior low would be a little bit stronger as well. So again, uh, just based off studying charts for, you know, over a decade, <laughs> um, this all comes pretty easy to me um, as a, uh, you know, someone who studies price action quite a bit. But what will probably end up happening if this ends up going down is price, you know, will come down, maybe retest that again, we might get another bounce. Um, and then, you know, if the downward pressure persists, we would, you know, kind of end up operating on the daily chart below this monthly support and resistance line, closing below, I would want to see a close below this line, or I'd want to see some wicks go lower than this one. And then from there, um, you know, you can draw your Fibonacci, you know, however far price goes. 
and then you know wait for the pullback to enter, which might be close to this monthly support and resistance line, or you could use the FIB. So those are two ways historically that have been pretty reliable. Um, the FIB is nice because you get an exact price. Um, these monthly support and resistance lines take a little practice, but the way that I draw them on that higher time frame is the close price of the first candle where price changes direction. So I'm just going to reset my chart here to get it resumed. So when I drew that line here, uh, price came down and then reversed. I honed in on the close price of the first candle where the bounce happens. And I use that exact price, so 37725. You can see in the close price here, as I hover over, that's exactly where I put my line. And it's just remarkable how often when you go down two timeframes, um, price really responds to that level and then pulls back up for a retest before going down. Again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm saying this is what I want to see on the charts before I would put in an order to sell um, as you know, in this case of position trader. So it might take, you know, a week, a, a day, and price today could come down and, and do what I'm looking for, or it might take a couple of weeks on this daily chart because each candle represents a day. Uh, was that helpful, Mike? Awesome. Um, we're coming close here on the call. We've got about 10 more minutes. I've got... Um, BMRM on my list. If anyone else wants me to look at another ticker or a Forex um, or crypto or anything, let me know. Uh, I probably have room for BMRN and maybe one more. So Biomarin Pharmaceutical. And I've got WTI on the list as well. Okay, so Andrew, you had submitted the BMRN. Which, um, what kind of trading approach do you want me to do? Do you want me to do scalping, day trading, or swing trading? Swing. Okay, so that means we're going to be doing some entries and exits uh, on the four hour chart, but I'm going to get a bird's eye view two time frames higher. Um, so I'm going to go up to the weekly chart to get a bird's eye view. So Biomarin Pharmaceutical is definitely in an uptrend on the weekly chart. So we were kind of going down, um, headed into the last quarter of last year. And since we've gone up, we've breached this high. So we're getting higher highs um, and also higher lows at this point. Uh, we do have a little bit of a recent, you know, if you consider this to be a swing right here where price pulled back, went up. Uh, I don't really consider this uh, a transition to a downtrend because this isn't really a swing low the way I like to see them. I like to see a wick with one higher and on both sides. This doesn't have a higher low wick to this side. So this is a pullback for sure, especially given the fact that it's on a weekly chart, but it's not like a swing low the way I like to see it for determining trend. So for me, this is still in an uptrend on the weekly chart. Uh, so I'd be looking for buy opportunities only with some confirmation around support and resistance levels. So let's look at some support and resistance levels on the weekly chart. Just by looking left, um, I see that level right there. And I also see this level right here. There's a couple that are really close to each other. 
Um, so let's now go down to the four hour chart and see what price is doing around those levels. So we're looking for a buy, right? Because we had the upward pressure. Uh, I like to trade with the trend. So I'm looking for a buy opportunity around these key levels of support and resistance. So um, price has operated on the four hour chart. We were in a downtrend here on the four hour chart. Price has gone up, giving me the higher high demonstrating a rotation, which I really like to see. So at this point, we've got these two levels. The candles have closed above it, demonstrating buying pressure that might go beyond them. So at this point, this one's probably the closest one we've seen to potentially putting in an order. Um, if you were, let me remove this. If you were to use support and resistance, um, you know, maybe I'd do a pullback to here. But the problem with that pullback is then when I go to look for a stop loss, it's way back here, um, you know, which is about 45 bips. Um, you know, you add in another 15, you've got a, about a 60 bip stop loss, which is decent for swing trading. So that is an option. If you're feeling impatient, you want to get in on the trade. Another option for you is to wait for the pullback to the 61 um, retracement. And you can also like tailor these in whatever broker you use or trading platform. You can also, I like to use the 61, but you know, you can get rid of all these other ones if you don't want to use them and just hone in on, you know, the one that you like to use. That's how I would adjust my charts if I was trading this way with the Fibonacci's for my entries. So then you could have a pending order right here to buy, um, waiting for this pullback. You could do a natural stop loss, um, you know, in the same area using this prior low, adding a buffer of, um, you know, 15, 20 pips, whatever your tolerance is there, how much of a buffer you want to give. Um, and then you, you know, could look at your R value for profits. Definitely if price came down here, you know, I continue to use support and resistance as like if price pulls back here and then goes back up when it retests this level, it's a great time to reduce your risk, you know, tighten your stop loss, take half of your profit, whatever that is. But this prior level where price went up and then pulled back for your entry is a really good level um, from a price action standpoint to consider taking off some risk or locking in some profit. Uh, okay, was that helpful, Andrew, on that one? But this is, you know, a very close trade, in my opinion. Uh, if you wanted to trade the trend, if you wanted to trade price action, um, you know, I'd be having a pending order right here. Uh, you do have to be aware of, like, daily rollovers. That's not something we covered on today's call. But, you know, depending upon how you trade, um, you want to be aware of the daily rollover, the weekend rollovers that happen where you tend to get some gaps in price uh, like this. <laughs> you wouldn't want to put in a trade right before that rollover period um, or, you know, at the end of the day, you'd want to kind of find your time of day for ideal trading based on your market and based on your trading approach. Okay, we've got time for one more, the WTI scalping. So let's go to WTI. So, so far we've looked at swing trades. We've looked at day trades. Uh, WTI, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you want the New York Stock Exchange, WNT Offshore, is that correct? 
So for scalping, awesome. Thanks for confirming. For scalping, um, I will generally trade intraday trainings like using the 15-minute chart. So I would go down probably to the five-minute chart for scalping. So this is where we're going to do our entries and exits. I will say scalping is a lot more sensitive to news, to um, volumes and all that. So you might need to do a little more research on what you trade to see like when these volumes really pick up each day and um, being aware of any kind of economic or company specific announcements, the smaller timeframes you trade, the smaller your stop losses are going to be in terms of distance and the more sensitive you will be to volatility, whether that's expected volatility or unexpected volatility. So, okay. So scalping, we're on the five minute chart. This is where we'll do our, our, yeah, one tweet can throw everything into a loop. Absolutely. Uh, so five minute chart is where I'd probably find my entries and exits. We'll go up two time frames, So that means the 15 minute to the one hour to get our bird's eye view of what's happening on this, uh, ticker. So in this one, we're in a downtrend. We're getting lower low or lower highs here. We're getting lower lows. Uh, you can see the, the channel here on the one hour chart. In terms of key levels of support and resistance, I like to identify those while I'm on the chart here. So I see this one here, which you can see um, earlier today, price bounced from. Um, and then you'd have to go back a little bit further, but we see we have some other things back here. I'm gonna just quickly notate those. Sometimes I mark a couple of levels just to, um, you know, have a little idea of what's happening. This is a really good level. You can see um, on the one hour chart, which is the higher time frame in this case, we have a lot of good respect. That's what it means when price retests that's what I call it. When price retests a level without blowing through it, you know, it will eventually blow through it, but when it tests it and um, rejects it and tests it and rejects it and tests it and pushes lower and lower and lower. And then here price went above it. And then the first time it comes back to retest, oh my goodness, look at that reaction. It's huge. So this is a very respected level of price historically on this chart. And uh, that's good to know. So we have a couple of levels here on the one hour chart. The one hour chart's in a downtrend. Um, you could also kind of for a higher level, look at this. So then what I would do is go back down to my five minute chart. So on the five minute chart, every candle is worth five minutes. So it's moving a lot faster. So earlier today, for example, and, you know, there's a lot of examples on this from the levels I've drawn. So I'm going to just rewind a little bit. So earlier today when we were here and price starts doing lower lows and then boom, blasts below that level up here, what I would have been doing had I been at my charts and trading this is I would have drawn a fib and said, let's do a six, whoa, and look at that. And that happens more times than you can realize where a higher time frame monthly or not monthly in this case the hourly support and resistance lines up almost exactly with this 61 62% retracement pretty cool so whether you use the fib retracement or the prior level of support and resistance uh that would have been a great place to enter with a sell price did go through it just a touch but it wouldn't have gone my stop loss would have been uh above this 
by uh, you know seven to ten basis points. So we didn't even come close to retesting that stop loss. And then price, sure enough, uh, has reacted from that. This trade would still be in progress, though, um, entering at this level. So it's eight basis points. I would have, you know, probably added about seven. So I'd have about a 15 pip uh, or bip. Sorry, my terminology, I'm Forex trader. For those of you that have joined more recently, um, you know, 14 basis points. So your one-to-one -one would be down here, which would not have been recognized yet, but you are, uh, you got a lower low here, which is a good sign. That would be maybe an opportunity to tighten your stop loss a little bit, reduce some risk from the trade. Um, but ultimately, you know, your one-to-ones down here, you'd probably want to uh, reduce some more risk if price retests this level. If you're not in this trade already, the next level that I would be watching is one of these two. So in terms of continuing down and finding another entry on this particular unit, I would want to see price go below this prior low on the five-minute chart. I'd want to see it go drop below that and then pull back up into one of these levels or, again, just use the Fibonacci retracement based on that price action and the, the swing high and low. Um, yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad the Fibonacci's were helpful. And um, I, I think fibs just kind of are a very objective way to find your entries without letting, you know, emotion and whatever. And you can just be patient and say, you know, you know, for me, using fibs have, have helped quite a deal, a great deal in the past when I was um, a little bit newer to trading. Now I prefer to use support and resistance levels from higher timeframes, but it's all up to your preference and what works for you. And a lot of times they line right up. All right, so I know I've gone right to the end. I'm just going to quickly share my contact information for anyone who might want to get in touch. Um, my website, uh, I have a podcast that's free. Uh, it's on Anchor FM, Apple, Spotify, Google. It's called the Trade Focus Podcast. I do have um, a book that I've written. Uh, it's available on my website, tradefocus.com. Uh, I have a Facebook uh, page. You can feel free to follow me. Uh, Valerie Fox fan. And then if you want to connect via email, just email me at support at tradefocus.com. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate your participation. I hope you enjoyed the analysis, the price action analysis. And if you joined here right at the end, definitely go back and kind of watch some of that fun analysis. We covered trading approaches, trading styles, and how you can kind of overlap multiple, um, multiple levels of trading.